Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-757-732. Welcome to... Double AMP TV. Welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Welcome back to the show. Oh, well, thanks for having me back, Rocco. Always a pleasure to be a part of the sports angle. After a century as an organization, after a complete century having the chief Wahoo on the cap, having the chief Wahoo on the sleeve of their jersey, it has been announced that after the 2021 MLB season, the Cleveland Indians will be no more. That because of cancel culture, because of pressure from multiple groups and organizations, after 105 years, the Cleveland Indians will have to change their name. Now, there has actually been polls that have been submitted. There have been all these different names that are being considered at the moment. But... I have to go with the instant reaction, and I have to ask, what do you think about the Cleveland Indians' name being changed? What do you think about the fact that Chief Wahoo is being um, canceled out? That the, the one of the most iconic logos in baseball and one of the most iconic names in baseball is being taken out and is being pretty much erased from baseball now. Because of this cancel culture. I mean, do you think this is a right thing for baseball? Or do you think this is something that's going a bit too far in this culture we live in right now? Well, I mean, I know across the board you're seeing a lot of changes in names, like with the Washington football team in the NFL. And, uh, of course, I was uh, reading yesterday about the fact that they're going to be changing the name uh, of the Indians. I had never really even thought about the Indians because it's just been such a natural thing, right? I mean, all my life uh, following baseball, that was the first sport that I really uh, became a fan of at a young age. And so saying the Cleveland Indians, it never even really occurred to me until I read the, the newspaper article yesterday about the fact that they were going to be making the, the name change, that that would even be considered. With the Redskins and with, um, I know with uh, St. John's Redmen, you had the Syracuse Orange Men. With those organizations, just me personally, I, I've understood it more. I, it stood out more to me. But the Indians, I had not even considered the fact that that might be something that would potentially uh, be canceled. You know, people have a lot of opinions about these figures, the symbolism of certain things. And, uh, you know, me personally, not being a Native American, I can't necessarily speak to the, the symbolism, although there are Native American people who maybe can speak to that symbolism and say, hey, you know, this is a symbol of uh, this is something that is offensive to us. And um, at, at the same time, we have, it's just a, it's a very challenging thing, as you had mentioned, uh, Rocco, because we've had these things that are, have been so much a part of our culture for a, a long, long time. And uh, I can see both sides of the fence when you're talking about uh, these situations. But the one thing that I do want to say is that times change. 
And I know that that can be difficult sometimes uh, for people to understand that things do change uh, and it can be difficult, it can be uncomfortable, but it's just a fact of life. Many years ago, I was talking to a guy, he was an older guy, probably like my age now, and maybe I was your age at the time when we were having this conversation. And it wasn't really related to sports. It was just related to life. You know, an older guy just talking to me about life. And the one thing uh, that uh, I remember this conversation very clearly, and he said, you know, you can't stop change. And uh, I, so again, as I'm, 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 I have empathy for the people who want to maintain these traditions that we've had in America. Uh, and at the same time, things change and perspectives do change. Uh, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of on both sides of the fence with this but I do recognize the inevitability of change. And I just, I see it, I see it coming. And I know people aren't happy about it, but I think that there's no stopping it. As we're talking about the Cleveland Indians here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications, you mentioned the situation with the Washington football team. And sure enough, there actually is a possibility that the Cleveland baseball team could be a scenario. But as we are breaking down the possible names for Cleveland, we actually have had the Cleveland Spiders be a possibility. Now, for anyone who's a baseball historian, you will know that in the late 1800s, there was actually a team named the Cleveland Spiders. In fact, Cy Young one of the most iconic pitchers in baseball history, played for the Cleveland Spiders. So people are saying that Cleveland could possibly pay homage to their original name and be the Cleveland Spiders. There's also been consideration that Cleveland has been part of, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that they could be called the Cleveland Rocks. There's the fact that there's been all these railroad homage to Cleveland, and they could be called the Cleveland Rails. Like, there's all these different names that have been under consideration, but if you had to pick a name for Cleveland, like, if you had to cast your ballot, you had to cast your vote for the Cleveland baseball team, what would be the name that you pick? Are you going to pick the Cleveland baseball team just like how the Washington football team is, or are you going to go with the Cleveland Spiders? the Cleveland Rails, the Cleveland Rocks. Like, what are you going to go with? Well, I really, if if the Cleveland Spiders, and I had no idea that that was the original name of the team, and since we're talking about nostalgia, right, and we're talking about symbols of of the history, I think that bringing back that name, kind of like they brought back the Senators, when Washington changed the, when, you know, when they created the new franchise, the Washington, when the Expos became the, um, the Washington baseball team and they became the Senator. So that was wonderful to go back, pull from the history and bring it into the present. So them being the spiders, I think would be an outstanding name for them because there again, now you're not worried about people possibly being offended by things uh, or, or people's perspectives. I mean, other than maybe a spider, <laughs> spiders can't answer, right? <laughs> so we don't, right. we wouldn't be able to really know their opinion about something like that. But I think, in terms of, because I'm a big historian, I am a lover of, of of history, and I think reaching back and grabbing a name like that and bringing it into the 21st century uh, would be an outstanding thing to do. I am in favor for Cleveland Rocks and. May- the double meaning. Because first off, it would be to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, there's a lot of people who love rock and roll. It's a huge part of the culture in Cleveland. I mean, if anybody who's listening is Ohio, or if anybody who's been Cleveland, you will know the impact that rock and roll has in that in that city. Also, understand that when it came to railroads, well, what is on what is alongside the tracks? On the railroads, rocks. There's all these rocks that are laying around. There's all these rocks that are part of the, you know, um, agriculture of Cleveland. There's all these rocks. There's all these, you know, scenery and stuff like that. So it would be a double meaning to have the Cleveland rocks 
be part of uh, Cleveland. So I am all on board on that. I understand why the Cleveland Spiders would be a name that would be considered because of the homage to the original name that they were with. But there has been this dialogue, there has been this discussion that is Cleveland the only team that's going to be affected by this? Now, understand that the Aves has also been controversial in the past because of their chop. That they have that singular iconic chop that they do in the stands. Uh, understand that the Kansas City Chiefs, there has been Native American ties to that name. There is the Florida State Seminoles. There are all of these different names that are part of Native American ties. So very quickly, what do you think about the possibility of them not being the only team affected? Do you think the Atlanta Braves will be next? Do you think the Kansas City Chiefs will be next? Or do you think that maybe the Florida State Seminoles will be next? How far do you think this is going to go? Uh, it's kind of hard to predict, but I would say that probably you're going to, with the Indians doing this, this is going to make some of these other franchises, as you mentioned, the Braves and the Chiefs, it's going to definitely open discussion about that because what happens is that uh, you have, uh, this has become such a, um, a, a point of, of, of protest and discussion, just so many things. And so I would say that definitely those franchises are going to be taking a look at this. And again, they're going to make the decisions that they feel are best for the promotion of their franchises. And there's a big PR element, being a PR guy attached to this. And I think you're probably going to see some changes coming very soon with those franchises as well. I will say... Braves, they've already removed the original logo. They've already said that they're going to remove the chop element for this upcoming season. So if they do remove the Atlanta Braves name, I say it going too far. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. We're going to stay with baseball, so don't go anywhere. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902-800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. AMP, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. 
Call them today. They can help your business right away. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 3183. Welcome back to the Sports Angle live on MTV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out our articles and our guests list. And go to our social media at The Sports Angle on all platforms. Engage in the conversations and everything we have on there. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Now, I have a feeling that a lot of people love minor league baseball. And if you're in Las Vegas, they have the Las Vegas Aviators. If you're up there in Reno, they have the Reno Aces. I mean, in Texas, they have plenty of minor league baseball teams that are filled uh, that are filled in that state. And regardless of where you are, if you're in all 50 of the U.S. states, if you are around the entire world, if you're in Canada, for example, they have all of these minor league baseball teams. But recently, there has been a news update that minor league baseball is reducing their teams for the 2021 season from 160 20. They're going to be effective immediately uh, getting rid of the rookie league and the low end A ball. So they're getting rid of two leagues entirety and they're getting rid of 40 teams in minor league baseball. Now there has been plenty of teams that have been affected. There have been teams like the Ogden Raptors, the Orem Owls, Pastor Jethawks, there have been teams like the Lowell um, uh, Red Sox, for example, that have been cut. Uh, the Wichita Wind Surge, for example, which I thought was one of the coolest names ever. Understand that there has been so many teams that have been cut from minor league baseball. So when you hear that news that 40 teams have been cut and now they're going to be independent baseball teams if they want to stay, they want to stay around if they want to survive. What do you think about that? Like, do you think that having 40 minor league baseball teams be cut, do you think that is a positive for MLB, or do you think that's a negative? And if you're someone who lives in one of those cities, if you live in Ogden, Utah, if you live in Lancaster, California, if you live in Laos all the way up there in the Northeast, what do you think about this news update that your minor league baseball team is no longer going to be affiliated with M? Your reaction be? Well, I think it's always terrible for the fans. You know, minor league baseball is something that I personally really enjoy. And I think a lot of people who are in cities uh, where you don't have a major league baseball team, that minor league team really represents uh, you getting a, a little bit, a touch of the, of the major leagues because 
You have players, uh, sometimes major league players, when they're rehabbing, that go and play in double-A or play in triple-A. So you get a chance to go out and see uh, MLB stars. And just everything about minor league baseball is these cities tend to rally around the minor league baseball teams. I mean, I started going and watching the 51s here in Vegas back in the mid-90s. And, uh, of course, now we've got the Aviators. As you mentioned, we don't have a Major League Baseball team here. So this is the closest thing that we have. We've got a brand-new stadium out there uh, waiting for us. They they played one season in that stadium. And then, of course, uh, there hasn't been any baseball there since. So I think it's a a tragedy. But I also – I understand that it's it's a business decision, obviously, because of the revenue, the fact that they've lost so much revenue at the major league level. Uh, again, as you know, we talk about on these shows all the time, Rocco, me coming and kind of bringing a business perspective uh, and also being a sports fan at the same time when we do these broadcasts together, but always follow the money and you understand why decisions are made. So last week we had talked about the fact that major league baseball teams have lost millions and billions of dollars as a result of, of COVID-19. And so I would say probably what's, what's happening is a reflection of them trying to cut their expenses because they finance these minor league teams and just not having the, the, you know, the capital because they're losing so much money, have lost so much money and could potentially lose money even this season depending on what the live gate is for major league baseball games, it's just, they're doing it for financial reasons. But I think for those people in those towns, as you mentioned, they're fanatical about their minor league baseball. I have friends from Rancho Cucamonga who root for the quakes and, uh, I mean, you know, they're all over the America. They have these small cities where you have minor league baseball and it is a big part of the culture of those towns. As we're talking about minor league baseball and the downsizing of teams here on the sports angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Now, before we get into the revenue side of it and before we get into the business side, because like you mentioned, there's a good point about that. Let me tell you a personal story. Now, one of the teams that is being cut, one of the teams that has been no longer affiliated with MLB is the Ogden Raptors. Now, in the mid-2000s, my family was living in Ogden, Utah. And it is a smaller city in Utah. It's a great city. It's a great town. I loved living there. And they had the Ogden Raptors. And they were the affiliate of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, my family, we would go to games. And the one thing that I will always remember to is that they would give you a heads up. And they would give you notice uh, aware of baseballs hitting your car. And you would sit there and go, wait, baseball's hitting my car, what? Now, what would happen is that if there was a foul ball, like if there was a ball that would pop back, you would hear a FUD. You would hear a, all of a sudden, a reaction. And I just remember vividly that those that FUD that you would hear in the stands it wasn't them just hitting a branch. It wasn't them hitting a random uh, generator. No, what would happen is that these balls would leave the ballpark, but yet because the people would park so closely to the ballpark that your car would get hit by the baseballs. So that's why sometimes when you would leave the parking lot, you would see somebody's car with this baseball-like crater in the car, and you would just, just go, well, they got hit today. So, like, it was always a fun experience, you know, leaving the ballpark and seeing, like, oh, wait, did that car get hit? Like, you would, like, kind of make a game out of it. So, the fact that the Ogden Raptors is not going to be a part of MLB anymore, that's sad for me personally. And I know that there's a lot of people who are listening right now who have that experience, who have that experience of going to a minor league baseball game And it's kind of like that homegrown feel. Like, they kind of treat it like it's their own thing. Like, it's their hometown. You know, it's the thing that they live and breathe for. So if you are in one of those cities, if you are in one of those 40 cities that is no longer affiliated with MLB, they're losing a key part of that. 
You know, they're losing that huge part of their community. And that is something that I really want to focus on is what do you do in that situation? If you're part of that community, if you live in cities out in Vermont, if you're in Billings, Montana, for example, and you've lost your minor league baseball team, I mean, how would you feel? Like, how would you feel if you put yourself in those shoes and you are part of those cities and you just lost your community? You just lost the thing that has kept your neighborhood and kept your society together. I mean, I feel like that's something that Major League Baseball is taking for granted. And that is the fact that Minor League Baseball brings people together and it makes people as a whole, as a community. Yeah, and it supports the major leagues as well, having these minor league uh, affiliates uh, in these cities, as you mentioned, where the whole city revolves around minor league baseball. And uh, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to meet with Brant Ricky Jr. Uh, he is the the actually the grandson of Branch Rickey, who was the famous uh, general manager who brought Jackie Robinson into the major leagues. Uh, so I got a chance to meet with him and he was one of the um, I can't remember exactly what his title was with minor league baseball in America, but he was way up in, in management and in, um, in minor league baseball. And, and it was really interesting to have this conversation with him where he talked about what you were mentioning, how minor league baseball is a part of America, that it really is a, there's a nostalgia. There's all kinds of stories like that, right? That people have to tell. I can tell stories about taking my son when he was three and four years old uh, over to Cashman Field and they had the most incredible fireworks shows. And I, I don't know if you've ever been to those at Cashman Field, but they, oh, I absolutely. mean, it was amazing. For a whole month, they would literally have these uh, these fantastic fireworks shows. And so that was like the time when I always would take my son and we had those those types of experiences. So speaking from that perspective, I know what you're saying. I don't think it's necessarily great PR for the major leagues, um, but at the same time, they're doing it for financial. It's purely for financial reasons. And I think it's terrible for those fans in those cities. We always stress here on the show to go out and support your local businesses. Go support the small businesses in your state, in your community. Well, I'm going to say to you, support your local baseball teams, support your minor league baseball, and go out and watch a game. Go out have their merchandise, and go out have a good time. So this is The Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. We're going to get into college basketball, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, The Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and The Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. 
Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple? have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-223-7902. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 800-223-7902. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. College basketball has been abnormal this year. And for anyone who has been watching college basketball intensively, and if anybody has been watching it, you know, off and on, you will know that majority of the teams don't have fans in attendance. Majority of the games have had this piped in crowds of people and understand that it's been really awkward. It's been very cringeworthy. And at times, it's been really uncomfortable to watch. But in the state of Texas, you have two positives right now. If you are in the state of Texas, you got two college basketball teams that aren't just in the top 10 right now. But they are two teams who are undefeated. They are two teams that are right now dominating their competition. And that is the Baylor Bears who are ranked second in college basketball. They're 5-0, and and they have been putting a massive footprint on college basketball already. And then we have the surprise story of the season so far. We have the team that a lot of people expected to be good, but we didn't expect them to be as great as they have been, and that is the Houston Cougars. Understand that University... Four and oh, they just cracked the top 10 in college basketball. And for the first time in a long time, University of Houston has a college basketball program that is outperforming and outshining their college football program. They have a college basketball program that the people out there in Houston, they are going to put up that they're going to put up those signs, the, uh, their hand signals. And they're going to let people know that, hey, they are fans of the Cougs. 
and they are loud and proud. You know, they're good alumni. They're good fans of that organization, of that team. So I have to ask, when it comes to University of Houston, there has been these cold and hot starts with their uh, teams. I understand that college football, Houston has had these stretches of success, and then they fall off. In basketball, there has been times where University of Houston has had successful tenures, and then they fall. Like, do you think that this is a, a phase of Houston basketball? Do you think that this is just something that's just going to happen for a while, and then they're going to fall off? Or do you think this is something new? Do you think that this is something that's going to be a start of a new trend in Houston? Do you think that the Houston Cougars are going to find their identity and they're going to find a new successful tenure in college basketball and they're going to be a team to watch out for in the 2020s? Well, it's like you mentioned, Rocco. Uh, I can't remember the last time that the Houston Cougars were in the top 10 in the NCAA. Uh, and, uh, the, the, you know, the last time that I remember them was back really in the early 80s. It has been a long, long time. Uh, Phi Slamma Jamma was just a phenomena that uh, in the early 80s that uh, was just unbe- unbelievable with uh, Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. And uh, they had a lot of great players that <clears throat> came through Houston in uh, the early 80s. But as you mentioned, it's been decades uh, since we've seen uh, the University of Houston uh, be uh, one of the top teams in the NCAA. And I think it's something that's really good for the NCAA uh, when you have, because Texas is a big state for basketball. Even though they're known for football, uh, there's been a lot of great players who have come out of the, the state of Texas. And uh, so having both Baylor and Houston uh, getting off to, to good starts, of course, it's really early on in the season. Um, you know, when you've got four games that you've played, I mean, there's a lot more basketball to be played. But at the same time, for the University of Houston um, to have success as a basketball program, I think there's uh, there's a lot of good in that for, uh, for the NCAA. I think – the NCAA, when it's represented by different regions of the country, rather than only having maybe specific regions, like in college football, for instance, where you've got this dominance of the SEC that we've had for a, quite a while now. I mean, I think that's a wonderful thing for the SEC. And of course, uh, you know, the, the NCAA enjoys it because of the revenue that they're generating with these successful uh, Southeastern Conference teams in football. Uh, but I think you're also missing something when these other areas of the country aren't being represented uh, in college athletics. And I think especially with the NCAA, where you've got these players who are basically one and done at this point, uh, they're just doing their one year out of high school that they have to do until they turn 19 and they're going right to the NBA. And I know there's even talk right now about them eliminating that age restriction and going back to letting them come back in uh, in 18, uh, come back into the NCAA at, uh, at 18. And so I think when you have a, a university and another part of the country that's being represented like that, college basketball being represented in the South, I think it's a, it's a good thing for the NCAA and a great thing for all those fans out in Houston. As we're talking about University of Houston here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications, I mean, you brought up a good point. I mean, it's been 40 years since University of Houston was at the top of the ladder in college basketball when they had Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler the first time being together in University of Houston. And we've also noticed a trend in college basketball and the NBA, and that is... If there is a successful NBA team and a successful college basketball team at the same time, that normally helps both sides out. Like to give you some context, in the 80s, the Houston Rockets had Ralph Sampson. And when he was being successful in the NBA, you also had the Houston Cougars with Akeem Olajuwon. All right, you had the present and the future at the same time. In the 2000s, you had the Dallas Mavericks with Dirk Nowitzki, and you had the Texas Longhorns with Kevin Durant. 
Like so there has been this present and future philosophy as we speak right now. And we have also noticed that when there's different teams being represented, that's not the usuals. That are not the Dukes. That are not the North Carolinas. That are not the Kentuckys. You know, when you have these different programs being represented at the top of the ladder, the top of the food chain, it helps everybody out. Like, do you think that the NBA and college basketball help each other out when it comes to states? Like, do you think that if there is a young eight-year-old, nine-year-old in Houston right now, that they're seeing the Houston Cougars and the Houston Rockets be successful at the same time, will that encourage them to grab a basketball and start shooting hoops uh, in, in the front yard? Like, do you think that they're going to go get a hoop and they're going to be playing two-on-two in their neighborhood? Like, what do you think the impact is of having two basketball programs being successful at the same time, college and the NBA, in their own city? I think success always breeds interest So in, in sports. So whenever you have a franchise that's doing well, they're getting a lot of publicity, a lot of notoriety, whether it's an NCAA program or uh, an NBA franchise. Uh, that notoriety, it trickles down. And so you, as you had mentioned, you have a lot of interest in those programs. And then you've got kids potentially who are living in a city like Houston, which is uh, is, is, is a pretty basketball focused city anyway, with the Rockets having been really successful, not necessarily winning titles in the NBA, but uh, for, for quite a few years, having James Harden there, you know, they've been in the upper echelon of the NBA for a while. And now to have this college basketball program uh, that's also successful, uh, yes, I think it definitely lends to there being more interest uh, in basketball in general. We've seen that out in L.A. a lot uh, with the UCLA Bruins and the Lakers. I mean, there's, you know, you've got these two historic programs in one city and it just continues to nurture the interest in basketball in Southern California, along with you've also got some really strong high school programs out in Southern California. So, yes, definitely uh, uh, just like football. I mean, football really feeds on itself in Texas. And I would say that that success in that specific city uh, would be encouraging for young kids to want to uh, pursue basketball more, maybe uh, because they live in Houston and they're watching these two successful uh, franchises. I mean, we've noticed this historically. I mean, the Indiana Pacers and University of Indiana, they had that stretch of success in the Reggie Miller era and the Bob Knight era. We also had the Bad Boy Pistons and the Fab Five be successful at the same time out there in Michigan. So there has been this trend of if you have an NBA program and a college basketball program being very successful at the same time, that helps generate interest. And more importantly, it helps generate a lot of money for that city. So as we've been talking about college basketball here on the Sports Angle We're going to shift over to Nevada, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on The Sports Angle. The multi-format network is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. 
Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is an urgent health notice. All residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Go to our social media, at The Sports Angle. Engage in the conversations we have here on the show, and go to our website, thesportsangle.com. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. How the mighty have fallen. I mean, it wasn't that long ago for some people that UNLV basketball was the top of the top in Nevada. But UNLV, they were the team that was cherished. They were the team that they would get the house to be torn down at the Thompson Mac. All right, when you would go to UNLV, you could barely uh, get a seat to go to a UNLV basketball game. It was packed. People were excited. People would buy season tickets left, right, and center. But yet UNLV has had a mediocre decline over the last decade and a half. UNLV went from being a consistent first round, maybe second round exit in the NCAA March Madness tournament to where they haven't even made a March Madness in seven years. They have been a program that now being a 500 record is considered a successful season. So as they have TJ Osselberger as their head coach, as they have all these transfers, they have all these players who are coming in and out. UNLV has started the season at 1-4. and four. They have had games canceled. They have had outright performances look outright disgusting in this upcoming season. So, as it is only five games in, they are 1-4. and four. All right, There is a chance that they can rebound. There is a chance that with it being a shortened season, the UNLV could be that 500 team like they normally are. 
But if you're going to flip the coin, there is a college basketball program in Nevada that actually has prestige. There is a college basketball program in this state that actually has been making college basketball March Madness appearances. They have actually had talent go to the NBA. The Martin brothers immediately come to mind. And that is the Nevada Wolfpack. And right now, they are 5-2. and two. Right now, they are the second-best team in the Mountain West Conference. So when you have two teams that are tipping the scale, one on the rapid decline and one on the upward, I, what do you think about Nevada-Reno and their successful um, up, uptick in college basketball? And what do you think about UNLV and their decline? For someone who has been there, to see them at their peak and to see them where they are now, do you think that this is something that is a sad reality here in the state of Nevada? To simply put, UNLV basketball is not UNLV basketball anymore. And UNLV is no longer the prestigious college that they were back in the 80s and 90s like do you think it is a safe estimate to say that that is the reality we are in now well i mean uh, in terms of the what unr has been doing you mentioned a second ago it's been interesting to watch this i mean i moved to las vegas in in 1996 and at that time unlv had a lot they'd gone through sanctions uh, of course, at that time. And so, but they were still one of the top tier programs in the country, even though they uh, had gone through uh, some sanctions. And uh, and then they, of course, they, they came and they had more sanctions in the late 90s. And I think that that last set of sanctions really had a, a, a tremendous impact uh, on the success of the UNLV basketball program. And I have watched through the time that I've been living in Nevada, this slow growth of uh, the success of UNR, as you had mentioned before, having some some pretty good programs that have gone to NCAA tournaments that have been producing players in the uh, NBA. And, you know, what I'll say about the, the running Rebels is that uh, it just shows you what an impact Tarkanian really had on the success of the Rebels because they've had other coaches who've come in and no one seemed to have been able to tap into the success, that culture that Tarkanian was breeding uh, here uh, at UNL with the UNLV running Rebels. Just haven't had a coach that's been able to put together the chemistry, the, the, you know, that culture of excellence. Of course, what went along with that culture of excellence was you had these uh, the infractions against the program. And so it's challenging. I mean, I think I thought that Tarkanian was an outstanding coach. I'm not saying that necessarily Tarkanian was uh, contributing to uh, the, well, I mean, he's the head coach, right? So he's the leader of the program. So the culture that got them into trouble uh, and consistently, and even after he was gone, they still had infractions that got them into trouble. Uh, literally at this point, they're kind of hemmed in in a way because they're looking at the death penalty. I mean, I think if UNLV has another set of infractions, they're looking at being another SMU like we had in college football years ago where they took the program away. So I think that last set of infractions that they had in the late 90s really tipped the scales in a different direction. And I think right now the program is having to be so careful with everything they do. Not that they shouldn't be. I mean, I'm all about programs playing by the rules. I'm a big believer in that. But what it's done is it's really sterilized the program and they're just not able to recruit the top tier athletes, the kinds of people that Tarkanian was recruiting and even the Lamar Odoms uh, that you had that were coming in the mid to late 90s. They're not even really consistently recruiting these types of athletes anymore. And so they're just not putting teams out there uh, that are anything representative, in any way representative of what UNLV basketball was in the 80s and the early 90s. We're talking about UNLV and UNR here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communication. Yeah, you brought up Lamar Odom. They had Sean Marion. They had Marcus Banks. Like they had like all of this NBA talent 
at UNLV in the late 90s, early 2000s. But, I mean, I'm going to let the audience answer this question in the chat on AMP TV. Without looking it up, can you guess when was the last time UNLV had a top draft pick in the NBA draft? When was the last time that UNLV had that five-star blue-chip recruit come to this uh, university? All right, I'll answer it on our social media at the end of the show. But I want to see if the audience can get that answer. When was the last time UNLV had a five-star recruit be a top draft pick in the NBA draft? The answer will surprise you folks. But as we focus on UNR, they have been doing it right. UNR has been building with their coaching staff. They have been building with their uh, chemistry. Understand that they have built a culture at Nevada Reno. And it's not even college basketball as well. College football has done the same thing. College football, UNR, has been beating up on UNLV over the last couple of years. I mean, I have said on this show, and I've even made my angle, that there isn't even a rivalry anymore. I mean, it's not really a rivalry when it's a one-sided affair. And UNR has been beating up on UNLV over and over and over again. So if you have a university that is obviously more superior than the opposite, when you have one university that's all the way up here and then a university that's down here, can we really call this a rivalry? Is this really an in-state rivalry anymore? Or is this, as I've said on this show in the past, is it just two colleges in the same state that just so happen to play each other twice a year? Well, I do still believe that it's a rivalry. The fact that they're, you know, they represent Northern Nevada, UNLV represents Southern Nevada. I think there is a natural rivalry that will always exist. And you have to think even all those years when UNLV was so dominant and UNR was not known for basketball for many, many years. But I think in the minds of those those players, especially probably the UNR players at that time, when they would play UNLV, that that's that's your in-state rival. That's the other school uh, that people talk about. Basically, in Nevada, I mean, we have other universities, but those two main universities are what uh, everyone talks about here. And so, yes, I think the rivalry exists. I think it would be a better rivalry if UNLV were able to turn its basketball program around. And as I had mentioned before, and you just mentioned, Rocco, the fact that they're not recruiting top-tier athletes, uh, it's difficult to be uh, uh, an NCAA program that is successful if you're not recruiting top-tier athletes. And again, the fact that a lot of these college basketball players, even those top tier players are not sticking around for very long. They're sticking around for one season, two seasons tops, and they're off to the NBA. But when you have these, these programs, the Dukes and the Kentuckys and uh, some of the other ones that you talked about, they are getting these one and dones, but it's a big year, right? That one year that you have that top tier athlete is a big year you win a national championship in that one year that you have them. Um, and But for UNLV at this point, even getting second or third tier athletes is a challenge. And so there's definitely going to have to be a big change in uh, in the culture. I don't know necessarily if it's it's uh, the, the, the coaching, but definitely the, the program's got to move in a different direction. And I agree with you. UNR has been doing it the right way. They've really been building a program up there. And I think that the way that they've been building that is it's going to be sustainable and they're going to continue to get better athletes. Success breeds success. So they're going to get good players that go there now that they have players in the NBA. And, uh, you know, the, that's just the way that success is. It breeds more success. So I would say you're probably going to see UNR continue to shoot up. UNLV's got to figure out a different way to do things. We've been talking about rivalries. We've been talking about the state colleges. We've been talking about all of this angle. But we're going to end it like this. 
It doesn't matter if you're a coyote up there in College Center, Nevada, if you're a rebel at UNLV, or if you're a Wolfpack at Nevada, Reno. I mean, you're an alumni. You're a current student. You got to represent your college. And if there is a uh, CSN Coyotes baseball game, if they allow fans to be there, you should go out and support your college. If there is a UNLV basketball game, if they allow fans to be there, if you're a Rebel alumni, if you're a Rebel student as as they are right now, you go out and you support your local college. And if you are a uh, UNR Wolfpack and if they have a football game, if they allow fans to be in attendance, you go out and you support your Wolf Pack. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. Thanks to Guy Dawson for coming on the show. So long, everyone. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.